0: Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and Merry Christmas. It's Steve with uh, Sunside Alien. I figured i do a movie review real quick. On the movie, uh, I think it's Joel Noël. Uh, forgive me if I'm not pronouncing that right. Uh, it's French. I'm assuming it's French. But uh, it means Merry Christmas. It's that movie that's out on... Uh, it's been out. It was made in 2005, to be exact. Yes, November 2005. It's about the... Um, Christmas truce in December 1914. Now, it's a fictional account of the actual event that took place when uh, Wilhelm, uh, German crown prince, sent the lead singer of the Berlin Imperial Opera Company on a solo visit to the front line. And in that, he sung the singing by the tenor Walter Kirchhoff to the 120th, 124th Wurttemberg Regiment's led French troops. In their trenches to stand up and applaud and the movie it shows that it was the uh, Scottish that got up and applaud from the uh, actor portraying uh, Walter it was a different actor but anyway the story centers on six main characters really uh, Gordon is a lieutenant of the Royal Scots Otterbert, uh, the French lieutenant in the 26th infantry and reluctant son of a general who you see right off the bat within the, the stars he starts throwing up before he leads the troops to a base he gets a, gets a you know, half no, well, he says a third of his troops killed uh, Hortzmeier, he's a Jewish German lieutenant of the 93rd Infantry Father Palmer a Scottish priest working as a chaplain and stretch bearer and two famous opera stars German tenor Nicholas Sprink, whose character is portrayed, was supposed to be Walter Kirchhoff and his Danish fiancée, Anna Sorensen. And it's a telling at the beginning of the movie. It shows the propaganda that you see in modern uh, war, uh, war uh, not war movies, but just wartime. Uh, the film starts off with scenes of schoolboys reciting patriotic uh, speeches that both praise their countries and condemn the enemies. I mean, there, there's one, I think it was the German, that talks about how the... Uh, the biggest enemy in the world is the English. Uh, yeah if you see the movie it starts out with those three and it's all a subtitle for non-English but if you, you watch it on Amazon and English is already near it and then obviously it's subtitled in English and immediately it goes to Scotland where you see Father Palmer uh, he's looking at I can't remember anything. he's looking at the statue of Our Lady holding the cross Christ, Christ Child and Jonathan. Who's helping his helping out in the sacristan looks like when his brother, I think it's William, comes running and says we're going to war and they get all excited, join the fight. It says uh, William says something about now our lives could mean something. And it's I thought it was telling when he opens the door, William busts through, uh, and, and the inside and you got I mean it's very quiet, uh, candles are burning, and then when he busts through the door, uh, all the candles go out. And Father Palmer looks at the last one, the last part of the steam raising up, and he kind of looks teary-eyed. And You don't know he's joining the fight, but he ends up going. He didn't say a word during the whole thing. Both the kids ended up busting out the door and leaving. And then it goes over to Spring, who's about to do a performance when a German officer comes in and announces a reserve call-up. And it's a pretty good speech that the officer does. I mean, uh, you know, very... God-centered, really. If you listen to it, uh, then me, it cuts over to the French soldier Alderbert, uh, who's looking at a photograph of his pregnant wife. He doesn't even know he has a, you know, what the kid is yet, male or female. You hear about that towards the end of the movie. And they do They go right into the assault on the German lines. Uh, William falls. Uh, the, that's the kid. He ends up looking like he's looking right at him. And that does a number on Jonathan. You'll see in the rest of the movie, but Solana gets Nicholas to get called back from the front lines to the where they're where the Germans are basically stationed at their HQ, which ended up being somebody's house in the movie. Uh, they push look like they pushed the French family in the basement, and it. He's not too, he's not so happy, but the wife tells uh, her where uh, Nicholas is staying. So they perform for the Prince uh, William. Prince, uh, Crown Prince Wilhelm. And then Sprink is allowed to accompany her. They spend the night together, which at that point is when you can fast forward just for about two minutes. It gets the only part when they, uh, you look on the thing and it says, Doody. I didn't see. It shows their back. shows the back of her. So if you're worried about anything, and you can tell what's about to go on. Go ahead and fast forward to those points. The only part you really need to fast forward is language. Language in the movies, not bad. Not not bad at all. I mean, I don't, I don't think there was a curse word in there. And, um, Yeah, that was the only other scene. It doesn't it's not like it's a porn or anything, but you get the idea if you wanna watch with the family, you don't want to and just fast forward right through that. You'll see it. She walks in the room, he's sitting there by the fire. Uh the next scene is I think there's shoes on the ground and then it goes to the bed. So just fast forward through that for about a minute, you'll be good and it immediately goes right back to the front lines after that. And during the performance, Nicholas is awesome singer. He ends up coughing right at the beginning. So it takes her to help him out to get him going because he's been away from singing so long basically he's at the front lines and he's smoking he shows that in uh, the scene that he's smoking and she goes I didn't know you were a smoker because everyone smokes in the front It ways to get rid of time so he's talking about going back to the front line because he missed, he's, He just feels guilty that he's leaving the troops and wants to do something for them so he, and she wants to go with him and he tries to, talk, to her, talk her out of it And you know guys you never win that conversation so she ended up going with him so that night, the Scots the Scots begin to sing festive songs and songs of home, accompanied with bagpipes. They all barely all have bagpipes in the trenches. <laughs> I don't know where they put them. And uh, so, Sprink and Sorsen arrive at the German German front line, and Sprink sings for his comrades. It, actually, he gets there, and they're. Right at the end of the Scots singing, which was Dreaming of Home, I'm Dreaming of Home. And you hear one of the one that Scots asking for, like, Hitch up on the request line. He asked the priest, it was Father Palmer that did the, that started it. And then Sprink and Swanson arrive, and he goes, says something. Wow, they're having so much fun over there, aren't they? And and he starts telling the uh, Colonel that he's going to sing. What's, what's, uh, what's some songs going to hurt, basically? So he starts singing Silent Night, and you hear the bagpipes started about a minute into the song from the scots because the scots can hear him and father palmer starts looks like he's misting up a little bit gets into the spirit and starts playing the bagpipes to it and nicholas stops pauses and he gets you know he's shot shocked in a good way and finishes the song and then he comes up kind of like stands up at at the end of it he's standing up on top of the trench almost Everyone's kind of worried about him, but all the Scots are hopping over the trench right now and listening, and they applaud after he gets done. And So Nicholas gets this little uh, wild hair in him and takes a Christmas tree. At the front, the uh, HQ decided to send these, the front a ton of Christmas trees. It says something like every five feet, I think it was 100,000 that they say in the movie, to uh, the front, and they're putting it out, because earlier the, the uh, lieutenant goes, whose crazy idea was this? Anyway, Nicholas picks up the tree and starts walking over to the Scots singing "Desti Fidelis," and after that, the uh, the was that the lieutenant, uh, not lieutenant, uh, yeah, the the, the lieutenant comes out. His lieutenant comes out going, you know, this isn't Berlin. And his response back was, "This is better than Berlin." So all the everyone gets together, all the leaders of the uh, the respective groups get together and they talk about a truce for tonight, saying, you know, the war is not going to be won tonight. So they get, they, everyone gets out and meets in no man's land and uh, they exchange photos. One, there's a scene when uh, one of the guys gives, uh, one of the Germans gives the French guy uh, some chocolate and the French one uh, tells him, you gotta eat it first. And so uh, he takes a bite and then hands him the champagne. And so everyone's drinking, you know, hanging out, talking, showing pictures of their wives to each other. Uh, it, was, it was very good, very it was a very good scene. And uh, man, going back, they, everyone says goodnight. Uh, the next day they get together and say, you know, we were thinking about the, since it's Christmas, uh, why not keep the truce and you know, everyone help bury the dead? And so everyone gets together and uh, gives the bodies back to the other and they help bury the dead for everyone. And Father Palmer's out there giving last rites to really anybody. Oh, and before that, <laughs> uh, before uh, they say good night, uh, I forgot about that. Uh, the very everyone gets together and then Father Palmer starts puts up a makeshift cross and celebrates a mass, quote unquote. It wasn't exactly, he did, you know I mean, he, they do it, uh, you know, Inoubine Patre Fili. So he starts that and you're kind of like shocked for a second because you go, wow, did they, at least in, what was it, 1990, no, 2005, when they came out with it, they knew that we use Latin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, even though that I've seen other movies like this, that they, they do it the wrong way. They'll use Latin, but they don't know how the rubrics are or anything like this. That's kind of what that was. He was facing the crowd, and but he was... And everyone responded back. The Germans, the French, Scots. Everyone responded back at Conspirator 2.0. And, uh, and the responses you hear, they're all united as one. And you notice Jonathan, is who was with the priest at the beginning of the movie, is now off hugging uh his brother who he's still can't he's he's devastated with if you didn't know what's going on right now you might think it was actually a gay scene because he's i mean he's literally hugging on there almost spooning with him gave him a kiss on the lips earlier but it was his brother he's really close to his brother it looks like i guess i'm not that close my brother to do that Uh, sorry mike (laughs) um so but he's out and he's just just mad as anything one of the guys i think it was german comes up to him and says oh yeah you know you're not you're not the pious type either uh would you like the drink come over here uh jonathan kind of walks towards him like he was ready to punch him and so the the soldier just walked away kind of like i'm leaving this guy alone. So jonathan is now lost you see his character is going downhill fast but uh he celebrates in landing uh, the mass, uh, all the soldiers sing together, even the German lieutenant, and uh, so then everybody goes back to sleep. And the next day they do the uh, burial, which one of the Scots goes, "Oh, burial, burying the dead on the day Christ was born." Oh, makes sense. And uh, after that they ended up uh, playing soccer, hanging out, playing cards. You see it, you know. When well, you see the photos, if you look up Christmas truce, they start doing that. So one of the guys gives the oh i can't remember who they give it to the letters to they everyone gets their letters together and i think it was the the yeah they were going to give it to anna anna they were going to give it to her to give it to mail out because they didn't trust the the post the postmasters for the army which ended up you'll see later that they go through all the letters and that's how they found out about the fraternization and everyone liking each other because they were writing notes stuff back home some people praising hey you know how am i going to shoot this guy anymore how are we going to fight these guys because now we're you know we got so much in common we exchange addresses we're going to hang out after the war is over we showed the wife we showed us we showed the kids and then you'll see some guys because i'm not drinking with those bastards ever in my life i can't believe these guys are hanging out so you get you know letters of both people uh side both sides in the uh in that so all the officers the head higher ups get a hold of it they as, as some people would say the the uh, powers that shouldn't be get upset about this because their guys aren't killing anybody they're just you know hanging out and drinking and playing around at the front line and uh oh yeah one one scene is the uh, german comes over to the uh, french and say uh you got about 10 minutes and our guys are going to start shelling your uh your bunker get out get in, get out of the trench come over and hang out at ours and they all look at each other and Ten minutes later, their just their trench is now getting shelled. And the German looks at the uh, French because of oh, the ordnance and the and Going, uh, I think it's over now. He goes, nah, it's. <laughs> if anything, our boys are going to be uh, dropping it on your your trench next. So everyone jumps from that trench to the net. the other trench. that just got bombed. and here comes the bombing. So that was kind of comical as everyone there. Right, come on over. So towards the end of the day. Um, Nicholas is told because they said that he deserted some I guess he deserted HQ to go back to war which I don't know how that made any sense for them to call him a deserter so they're uh, going to arrest him and he tells the lieutenant he goes "What does this what you know uh, as learns that Anna and Sprink left without the uh, German superior uh, assent to entertain fellow front soldiers and informs them both that Sprink was going to be arrested for disobedience so, at the end, Anna and Sprink asked the French to take him as captives because so, they're in France. The just go ahead and just hide out. In the meantime, all the superiors are getting together and coming to the front. Mad has anything. So, you'll see the Father Palmer is sent back to the parish because the bishop ends up showing up and just reprimands him. Just tears him a new one and then goes in and does this anti-German sermon to the new recruits describes the, the Germans as inhumane and command, commands the recruits to kill every one of them. Now, Father Palmer overhears he it. It's just like through a, you know, like a, you know, drape. And you see him removing his cross and he leaves. Matt doesn't know if he, you know, re, you know, left the priesthood or anything. You don't see that. You don't see him the rest of the time. He's just obviously upset about that and said it was the best mass he's ever said. Because the bishop's yelling at him about saying that mass. Uh, in the trenches, the Scots are ordered to, by uh, their major. And was, you, know, you can see smoke coming out of his head, he's so mad. And to shoot this German soldier, he's crossing no man's land to the French lines. And if you remember towards, during it, you'll hear about this guy that had a, you know, a clock that went off at 10 o'clock every morning. And someone asked, why does that clock go off? And one of the Germans, because we hear it all the time, what's the deal? And it's, they say it's because he had, used to have uh, coffee with his mom at 10 o'clock every morning, and he wanted to keep that up, so we would had coffee in the trench every morning at 10 o'clock. So you see uh, all the Scots are pointing their, gun, their rifles at him, and then at the last second, all of them, it was about 6, I think, I what, at the time, and he's yelling at they point their uh, uh, rifles in the air and just shoot up into the sky. And the, the Major's furious but then Jonathan, who's bitter, shoots him, and Albert, the French lieutenant, hears the alarm clock ringing, because the alarm, it ends up being his Batman, he was, yeah, he was his right-hand man, and so the alarm clock falls out, he rushes and discovers that the soldier is, is, is a Panchel, is his name, and his dying words, Pachel goes, man, I can't believe I'm gonna die in a German outfit, and uh, tells him a German helped him visit and get to get his get home to his mother who's in occupied France. France and had coffee with her. And uh, he tells the lieutenant Arbert that uh, he has a young son named Henry now. And the next scene is Arbert's is being chastised by his dad who's a general, and uh, he tells him, "Cause I wouldn't change a thing." I would have done the same thing. And how dare you guys were telling us how to act on the front when you guys are, you know, sitting in nice places, not aware of anything that goes on out here. And then tells us, you know, he's a grand, you know, he's a granddad, and his son, his grandchild is named Henry. He kind of changes his dad, his dad a little bit, and tells him, let's, you know, try to survive this war for both of us. Uh, for let's try to survive for him. Yeah. And the last scene is all the Germans, Horsemeyer and the troops are confined in a train. And informed by the German Crown Prince that they are being shipped to the Eastern Front to fight the Russians, pretty much the next day. With that, and he say and he tells him, "Cause you're going to go through Germany. You're going through the homeland, but you're not going to be able to see any of your family as you pass through because of this fraternization that you guys had." He takes uh, the her, the harmonica of Jorge of his horse, Jorge's I guess you pronounce it, and uh, smashes it, and uh, tells Horsmeier that they doesn't deserve his Iron Cross, and. As the train departs, you hear the Germans humming the Scottish carol they learn from the Scots. I'm dreaming of home. And the movie ends. Um, so it's about an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, just a, I didn't, never heard of it until some, some people started texting me up about it and checking it out. And then I started telling other friends about it. They didn't even know about it. So I figured, hey, why don't I just do a little review of it and maybe share. You know, maybe other people would end up taking a look at it this Christmas season. It's a very good Christmas movie shows the power of Christmas in general. Uh, but yeah, it shows from the beginning how everyone just, you know, looks at the other one as lower and scum. And, you know, just as the bishop was doing to the, in his sermon, was, you know, talking about how uh, anti-inhumane uh, and commands, everyone, they all should be dead. That's what they were telling those kids when they were in school. So these kids were reciting these uh manifestos type deal and everyone couldn't wait to go kill a german or kill a french or kill an englishman so it shows how they you know when you get together and hang out with everyone that you can't because you can't shoot them anymore <laughs> how are you going to fight how are you going to shoot the other guy that your best friend you're good friends with you're going to hang out afterwards and you, everyone's hanging out playing soccer and friend, you know singing and drinking together and now you're supposed to go back in and you know shoot them like pigs as as a. Uh, Nicholas says and yells at Horshmeyer one time. Goes, wait, how are you going to look at these guys and shoot them? What are you going to do? Shoot them as pigs tomorrow? He goes, you're not, you can't do that. So very good movie. Um, again, this is a fictional movie on, based on a real, real event. Look it up. I know there's a sermon that we posted last year on it. It was a beautiful sermon. It was the movie was a beautiful movie. You might get a tear during it just because I would, you know, just awesome during the That's David Ellis. It was a really touching scene. Just one of those great movies that they don't make anymore. It wasn't, I don't think it was shown in the United States. Uh, I think it was just in France, Germany, United Kingdom, Belgium, Romania that I've seen. Uh, it was a $22 million budget. They made $17, 000, $17 million in the store in the uh, box office. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 74%. The audience gave it an 89%. You can read some of the critiques or critic reviews. Obviously, the uh, audience reviews are way better. Uh, Siskel and e- or Ebert, was it e- Ebert? Yeah, Ebert's the one that's still alive. He only gave it three stars. It was kind of funny that I saw one review that told us the priest was an Anglican priest. Yeah, guess it, was, it was a spiritual website. It must be been a guy that just didn't want to acknowledge that it was a Catholic guy. Everything else says Catholic priest, Catholic priest. So, you yeah, know, some reviews are better than others. But anyways yeah check it out it's on amazon prime well amazon videos if you have amazon prime you obviously get it it's like three bucks four dollars i think 3.99 to watch runs about an hour and 45 minutes something like that but yeah uh we'll try to do more of these uh, throughout time but i just saw this and i told my wife you know maybe I you know, i got this one guy i watch and he does movie reviews way better than i am at it Yeah, maybe you'll check it out and get the family together. Again, just watch out for that one scene. Just fast forward through it for about a minute. You'll be fine, and uh, the rest is good. You'll have to read the the, uh, uh, bottom lines for the French and the German conversations, unless you know French, uh, which I have a a friend of mine that probably watched the whole thing and didn't have to use it because he knows them all. (laughs) Uh, I wish I was like him. But anyways, well, thanks for listening. Uh, Steve Cunningham, com, and the YouTube channel. and Well, God bless, and Merry Christmas.